0: And welcome back to the Fulfillmentite Podcast, everybody. My name is Brian G, and I'm here with... Chris Lucky. And today we're going to be t- talking... Huh, what? Is it what we call, like, full-screen it? Oh, I'm sorry. I just got notes on one side of the oh, screen. Oh, shit.
1: Oh, okay. All
0: right, so, I never come with notes, so that threw me off. <laughs> All right. <out>. Um, <laughs> now so that quick. the intro's fucked, welcome back. We're talking uh, Manic Pixie Dream Girls. I didn't know. I
1: was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, got my, I got my notes. All right. Uh, notesy notes. All right. Which I'm pretty sure we got from the same source, because I saw, like... Mm. The same length of paragraphs on sure. your notes and my notes, yeah. But whatever, uh, we're talking about manic pixie dream girls. I'm actually excited because we haven't had an episode that's not a specific movie mm. in a while. Or like a, we haven't when we started with like comedy and horror and mm. like tropes. So I'm excited to go back to that sort of broad discussion. I see um, that. But yeah. uh, fucking manic pixie dream girls. But before any of that, let's do the let's do the catch up.
1: The catch up. Uh, we just had an episode like recorded four days ago or something like that. Did we? Uh, Sunday. Today's Thursday.
0: I guess we did. Yeah, yeah. like we were, j-
1: we were just here. <laughs> yeah, I guess, I guess you're right. <laughs> so it, was, it was like there wasn't really a lot to catch up on, but um, one thing I wanted to bring up real quick mm-hmm. is um, – like, like noticing. I guess I first noticed it at school. Mm-hmm. Is um. So we're in we're in this industry. I mean, I guess the entertainment industry is really yeah. what it is. Like whether you decided to be a singer, a podcaster, an actor, writer, director. Yeah. I mean, you're in the same business of entertaining people. Yeah,
0: you're entertaining. Yeah, yeah.
1: Entertainers. And um. I I didn't notice how small that network was. You know, <laughs> really until I guess uh, being at art school. Yeah. Um. The first time I felt something like that was uh, the military and the air force. You know, after a year, it seemed like this thing is so huge there's so many people new people coming in and people going out at all the time but after 2 years and 3 years you see those same people over and over and over and yeah. you realize how small uh, small click a uh, network this is mm-hmm. cuz you you get the ones
0: that stay mm-hmm. you, uh, after 2 years you start seeing the people that stayed with it yep yeah, and uh, the ones that didn't. The ones that did. I'm like, all right, well, fuck that guy.
1: Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's like that's that's what I'm seeing now in this um in in this industry that now that we're we're doing podcasting inside the entertainment industry, mm-hmm. we're running into a lot of the same people over and over and over yeah. again. And um, something that me and you've been talking about is just the most important thing inside this industry i mean this industry is a network right. and the most important thing in a network is going to be your reputation okay. you know and and that's been very high on on my agenda yours as well is just to have a good reputation when it comes to our product that we care about it and uh, whenever we work with other people it's very important right and um I don't know. It, it just it made me think about someone that I really wanted to to work with. There was a guy a couple of weeks ago, mm-hmm. and I was like, I, I've listened to him. I'm like, this guy's pretty all right, you know. I think I, I think I kind of uh, vibe with this guy. Right. And then I started to hear about his reputation, mm-hmm. and I'm like, well, that's not great,
0: <laughs> you know. <laughs> and, and, and the thing
1: is, it's like, I, I've never even sat in the same room with the guy before. Right. Never even sat in the same room. Never seen his face, you know. But it's just reputation before even seeing a person that follows you, and that's not something that. You're one in such a small industry.
0: Well, well, yeah. Part of the problem is that it, it, it spreads like a virus. Yeah. It, you know, it, it's one of those things where, like, because like, we we tend to have a good reputation mm. um, because we've managed to just sort of stay in the good graces yeah. of people. Yeah. Uh, I mean, fucking miraculously saying <laughs> things like nigger cunt on the air. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> oh, we did do that. <laughs> 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 God, damn nigger cunt.
1: I want. <laughs> I did something yesterday. I, I, I want to reassign the word nigger. <laughs> okay, go Cause ahead. Because we were talking about somebody and I was like, god nigger. <laughs> it's like the person wasn't black at all. But it's just like I feel like I should be able to call anybody a nigger. Like it's it not a black thing. I'm calling anybody a nigger. Anybody.
0: Uh, we we <laughs> have a uh, one of our mates at school. Hard right? R. Yeah, with the hard R. <laughs> Which by the way is my favorite rap lyric from Shadows Gambino. Mm-hmm. I sound weird like nigga with, with a hard R. R. Yeah. Fucking best line. <laughs> Makes me laugh every time. <laughs> yeah. But there's one dude at school, Dre, mm-hmm. who's very is a very black dude. Mm-hmm. And he refers to everybody It's like, Man, did you see the nigga over there? Mm-hmm. And as I look back and it's like the whitest, palest, Fucking like weird nerdy kid that I've ever seen. Yeah, completely antithesis, like the antithesis of the definition of the word nigga And he just no, 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 that's not what I'm talking about at
1: all. <laughs> not what I'm talking about at all. Like, cause nigger is is a um a turn of uh, affection almost to say um uh term of endearment. Right, know, right, right. At, at this point, so I mean, you can put like uh, I call you my nigga I mean, it's like you're not you're not black, but that's that's not the thing I'm talking about. Nigger. <laughs> Nigger, not nigger. I guess there is a difference. Yeah. yeah. There is a very big difference. I'm talking about nigger. It's like when someone is upset and yeah. they call someone a nigger, it's like they, it's usually like a white person talking about a black person. Right. I'm saying no. I would like to reassign that hard <laughs> R nigger to anybody. To anyone.
0: Anybody that deserves a hard R should get
1: the. I mean, uh, yeah. Just yeah. If I feel like I deserve it. It's yeah. kind of like that, uh, that Louis C.K. joke where um, he's, his guys, a guy's making him a cup of coffee. It's yeah. a so black guy making it. And the coffee <laughs> comes out. He was like, damn, nigger made the shit out of this coffee. You know, and it's like, that could be like an w- old white woman. That could be anybody. It's just, if you feel like using it, using it, you know? <laughs> it's a sentiment
0: at this point. It's yeah. a feeling. Yeah. This reminds me of another Louis C.K. joke. It's mm. one of like, it's an awful joke, admittedly. Mm. But they were talking about, uh, him and Patrick Sony were talking about the origin of the word kike. Oh, wow. And it was like, apparently when Jewish people came in, uh, <laughs> they signed with a circle, and mm. the circle was named kike, so mm. they became kikes. And then Louis was just like, you know how, how nigger happened? Mm-hmm. There was some black dude in a corner being a nigger, and someone no called good. him a nigger. <laughs> yeah. And Patrick Sonia has a line that says, nigger was a feeling
1: back then. Yeah. <laughs> just reminded me of that. Yeah. I mean, it was just about how you, that's, that's, what, I'm, that's what I'm saying, though. It's like through the, the definition of the word, it was supposed to mean ignorant. Right. You know, and and it's like I'm not using it to, and and that's the thing, like even the term of endearment isn't used to imply ignorance, right? You know, and then also I'm like shit. I might as well take the word on its head itself. You know, fuck yeah, that. Fuck
0: it. It's, it's English. You'll be fine. You're damn right. Let's see, like in 50 years, like yeah. the word has changed so much, and we'll see. trace it back to like a linguistic point. And it's this episode, yeah, and people will be like, "Fuck, they they did it. They did I don't it. know how they, they did, did it, but they did they it." Did it. Go yeah. rid of an entire century of <laughs> racial slurs.
1: <laughs> and they fixed it on the For film Sake podcast. This is
0: history in the fucking making. <laughs> sure You're fucking welcome, assholes. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> but, but yeah, um, j- but just to close that out, but just yeah. it was just important to have reputation and um, we're glad that we're still here and we can't wait to see what the future brings.
0: Yeah, no, yeah. It, it's exciting. I mean, 77 episodes end, that's, half, that's a year and a half yeah. worth of shit that we've made. Yeah. And every so often, I, like, forget that I host a podcast, and mm-hmm. someone's like, hey, I listen to your podcast. I was, I was like, oh, what, what the fuck? Dude? Oh,
1: yeah. You listen? All right. <laughs> I, 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 that, that's, it's odd when I get that, yeah. is uh, when somebody comes up, yeah, I heard your podcast, I'm like, okay, let's uh, change the subject, maybe? <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about <laughs> something else. I don't remember that conversation. Yeah, th- th- those, <laughs> those do happen up uh, pretty often. Uh, someone will come up to you um, weeks after a podcast is released and talk <laughs> about a specific subject. I'm like, oh, well, maybe yeah. I don't remember that. Yeah, we went to <laughs>
0: Annie like like, uh, 40 <laughs> weeks ago, dude.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it, but it is... It it is cool to get some kind of um what's the thing where where uh, people talk back to you? Uh right. It's like yeah, conversation maybe con conversation reciprocity, reciprocity. Um, feedback feedback. There <laughs> we go. <laughs> there we go. It's it. good to get some feedback <laughs> because I mean, it, it, like at the beginning, like first episode one and two, we were like speaking into the wind. Yeah. So even if we wanted feedback, were was going to get it. Like we were getting like three, four plays like on the the first couple of episodes, and half of them were me and you.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you, know? you know, so it is it is good to be able to get a lot of uh, interaction. It yeah, is good. So
0: that, generally, thank you guys for yes. like like listening and like talking to us about and shed like oh, I keep yeah. the I keep hearing that we got a good thing going, so yeah. like, that makes me fucking happy. Let me yeah. give a
1: shout out to Ryan. Ryan's been like promoting Fuck podcasts yeah, he and, like hardcore, man. Like he's, he's... The
0: one thing I will give him, like he mm-hmm. listens, Ryan, uh, thank you. Yes. But he listens to the podcast a lot and he promotes the shit out of it. Yes. But he also promotes the shit out of it when we're in the when we're with our friends. Oh, yeah, yeah. Who know we have
1: a podcast already. <laughs> no, I, I, but I, I like that though. It I mean, makes I, me
0: laugh so fucking much yes. when he walks into a room with like Lauren and Daniel.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> but the thing is, like, if, if you're not listening, you need to be, Doing it like I already know that you know about it, but did you listen? Did you Did you hear the goddamn episode? (laughs) Did you hear it though?
0: And it makes me laugh. Thank you, Brian. You're awesome, Ryan. Who fuck, Ryan?
1: (laughs) Inside joke. The um, I got to watch a show uh, yesterday called The Defiant Ones. Mm. Uh, I seen. It Was really good. It was a story about uh Jimmy Iveen and Dr. Dre and uh how they started the company of Interscope. Well, how Jimmy Iveen started Interscope.
0: You, you talked about it in the premiere, mm-hmm. didn't you? like in the premiere of last week, yep. Okay, cool.
1: Yeah, uh, but we didn't have a uh, a description of what the episode or what it was about, it was just the defined ones, HBO. This right. time, I was like, what the fuck is this? But uh, it, it was really good. You got to see um the start of NWA, uh, Tupac, a lot of the stuff you got to see of uh, out of straight out of Competent in the mm-hmm. movie, but it goes even further than that, it goes all the way to. Marilyn Manson coming to Interscope, um, Lady Gaga coming coming to Interscope. Is I that mean, a
0: documentarian
1: type? It's a documentary, okay, yeah, cool. yeah, uh, four part four part uh, in episodes, and I think each one is an hour a piece. That's pretty good. Yeah, I binged all of them things. It was really, really, really good. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm about to check that out. Uh, uh, I've watched uh, Chris D'Elia's stand up. How was it?
0: Man, it was fucking hell. Man on fire. Yeah. You're not special. No one's special. Oh, I did watch <laughs> that. You yeah. watched that? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I keep Everybody thinks out. you're the Denzel Washington of your life. You're fucking not. You're mm. not Denzel. Yeah. You finished you finish the whole thing? I know. I, I watched like 45 minutes of it. You haven't done any
1: more than you did last week then.
0: Uh, no. I, last week it was 30, so fuck
1: off. Because <laughs> <laughs> last week you told me that joke that you just told me, so I went and watched the movie. Yeah. And then, so I'm like, so you've watched the movie now. I was like, no, I haven't. I
0: watched 15 more minutes. Listen, I'm exhausted. Fuck. I started school again. Get off my dick. <laughs>
1: (laughs) (laughs) I've seen a movie called uh, Playing It Cool I don't know what that is Don't watch that Don't watch that Don't watch that (laughs) That, There's a thing You know how they um, Like the old adage If you don't have anything Good to say Don't say anything at all And, you know, and I try not to put, like, negative energy out into the world, you know, because no. I, I think about, like, who, this writer or this director or how they're going to feel, you know, when just some random Joe Schmo is like, your art sucks. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Because yeah. anybody can do that to me. It's yeah. like, hey, your podcast fucking, it's ass. I don't like it. I'm like, all right. Like, <laughs> what the hell? So we'll it's like, that. yeah, so it's like, if I don't have anything good to say, then it's just, I try not to say anything. Right. But but the thing is, I still have to have an opinion, and I'm not going to like everything. Yeah, <laughs> No. <Nah>, absolutely. <laughs> you know, you just the way that life is and i'll watch this playing it cool with uh chris evans anthony mackie topher grace uh, see i think that's that's, part of the, that's half of
0: the problem right there what? every problem is nice but like the first couple of names you said what i don't like chris evans so much anymore
1: I, you don't know anything yeah. about chris evans though chris evans yeah <laughs> besides no. captain america he was a he was american pie was he mm, you're talking about jason biggs no 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 he was Talk- one of the american pies uh I mean, if if he either you're way off or you got uh, uh, information like that I'm way I don't off have. or absolutely right. yeah, yeah, exactly, Like you're either a hundred percent off or you have some inside information. Yeah. No, he wasn't one of the American pies. Like, ne- not not the main character. Or not Stickler. the main character.
0: He was. It was just in an American Pie. Oh. I know him from when he was Johnny Storm mm-hmm. uh, in Fantastic Four. I know him from like another like rom com movie that he did.
1: Mm-hmm. Eh. You
0: talking
1: about uh, what's your number?
0: I think so. Maybe. Mm. I don't know. I've, heard, I've, seen, I've seen Chris Evans before he was Captain America. All right. I'm 22, mm-hmm. but I'm with the fucking Times, All okay? Right. I know about fucking Chris Evans.
1: Uh, I don't think you do. But uh, I- probably don't. <laughs>
0: yeah. I just don't want to admit that I'm wrong at this point.
1: <laughs> yes. I mean, there's a, uh, there's a number of movies he did, but he's not that great. I mean, I'm not yeah, going to defend Chris Evans either. Right. I mean, shit. He has a, a couple of movies that I like, but this movie is not good. <laughs> this movie's not, not good. Like, Chris Evans is in it, so I was like, I'll give you a chance. Anthony yeah. Mackey, he's the uh, the black guy in the superhero movies now. I know. He? he's a uh, falcon. Falcon, right? there we yeah. go, yeah. I still don't even know him for more than the black guy from the series. <laughs> Didn't even know his actual name. But uh, Anthony Mackey, he's in it. Topher Grace, you remember the guy from um, That seventy Show? Yeah, he's pretty good. I enjoy he's him. He's all right. Yeah, he's all right. I mean, the thing is, though, your name is Christopher. Yeah. You're calling yourself Topher.
0: I mean... A lot of people go for Chris. He went for Topher, kind of flipping the name around.
1: So I'm just, it sounds like I'm just a little jealous here. Yeah. Oh, because you didn't think about going (laughs) for fucking Topher. (laughs) My name is Christopher, and I just, you know, kept the Chris. Chris.
0: You should have gone for Topher. Yeah. Yeah. Now what you do is you go for fur. Just the fur. Just fur.
1: Mm. Just
0: P-H, not even change it, just P-H-E-R. Fur.
1: I like that. Fur lucky. This fur lucky. I like that. <laughs> but yeah, Anthony Mackie was. That's in your it. new Twitter handle. <laughs> right now, fur exactly. lucky. <laughs> uh, Tor-Torfer Grace was in, and Luke Wilson and Aubrey Plaza.
0: You know, see Aubrey Plaza, I'm cool with. I mm-hmm. enjoy Luke Wilson mm-hmm. enough to yeah. like watch a movie by just, him.
1: Yeah, just enough to, to click on it. Yeah, you know, that's that's what I did. But this is like two and a half hours worth of a movie. I'm telling you now, mm-hmm. do not waste your time <laughs> watching this movie. Like, I couldn't give it anything lower than, anything higher than a 10%. Really? That Ugh. bad. That Ugh. bad. And remember, I, I gave my, my listings, uh, like, what I feel like each rating is, and, yeah. like, a 10% means that me and you can go get our iPhones and make something better than that right there. Really? Yes. damn. Now, yes.
0: now I want to watch it just it's to not, see how bad it is. It's not good. It's a Netflix? Yep. Okay.
1: Playing it cool. Plain so uh, so that's my reigning, shining endorsement for that movie.
0: <laughs> that's like an anti-recommendation. Yes, I recommend it, that you not watch that
1: this. That you never watch this. Fuck off. So you away know, from it. I'll, I'll, I'll have to imagine that yeah. the people starring in this movie don't have time to see that bullshit. They don't. You know, like, Luke Wilson, you're not spending two and a half hours watching that. <laughs> you're not. Chris Evans, like, no, you got a busy life. You didn't spend two hours <laughs> watching that. He's
0: making after credit scenes for,
1: yeah. <laughs> for Marvel movies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just like, uh Mm-hmm.
0: you know what I've been watching though what I've been keeping up with it's Bokano Hero Academia mm-hmm. I've been watching that and watching and reading the shit out of that yeah uh, so good oh, it's yeah. just so fucking
1: good yes it I is. love it so much <laughs> he met up with the um, with uh, All Might's old trainer in the, the most recent episode Gran Torino Gran Torino yeah, yeah. yeah. I
0: fucking love that shit yes. oh my god like, it's it's such a good, optimistic anime. Because mm-hmm. I, I love it because it has capitalistic undertones. Yes. And it's just like, well, this is very obviously a capitalist society. Mm. But it's interesting to see, like, the mingling of cultures. Because when, like, Americans make anime-style uh, shows, mm. a lot of the Japanese values get snuck into uh, that particular show. Yes. Avatar, The Last Airbender. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the second version of like the the, the sequel to Avatar: The Last Airbender with Korra oh, I uh, had a lot more like American values in it, but the mm. original Avatar had a bunch of Japanese values stuck in there. Okay, and like so, it's interesting to see that like we've adapted from their culture, mm. and then Japan went kind of like, wait a second, yeah. we can take from theirs too, mm-hmm. and then just fucking took elements of our culture, and like they're not like a lot of other anime is reflecting. Like, this really intrinsic American values about, like, standing on your own merit and, mm-hmm. and not the community, but still being helpful to the community. Yeah. And I feel like it's a nice intermingling of both cultures. That's nice. That Boku no Hero brings together fucking beautifully. And really? I'm so happy with that goddamn anime. I so mean, it's really fun. nice. Really? Um, Plus, Detroit Smash is always good to yell out.
1: What's it? Detroit Smash? Detroit Smash. That's what's what
0: he yell, yells out every time he, like, punches
1: or flicks someone. In that, really? Thing. Yeah. Detroit Smash? Yeah. He says, Detroit Smash. Oh, I'm I'm thinking like the city of Detroit. But no, nervous. no, no! But
0: it's because All Might's from America,
1: so oh, like his yeah. attacks are like Delaware smash, Detroit yeah. smash,
0: Texas smash.
1: That uh, yeah, okay, fucking great. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's pretty awesome.
0: I fucking love it. I'm having a great time reading that shit. Like, no wait. I've also turned into the guy that like watches an anime mm-hmm. and then reads a manga yeah. and says the manga's way better. Okay, and I hate myself for it. I used to hate that guy.
1: I mean, the, I mean, no, that's yeah. it's the truth though. It's it like is, when, when you're reading something, you get to participate. Like you're you're the director of it. You know, it's, yeah. it's, it's your vision. The words are there, but it's your vision. So I yeah. mean, you're, the, the a movie is never going to be as good as your own egotistical views of what it should be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I will say the anime for *Buck and the Hero* is one of the gorgeous, most
0: gorgeously animated mm. and like well detailed animations that I've seen in a long time. Oh yes. Yeah, it's, it's it's like a happy Dragon Ball.
1: <laughs> oh, Dragon Ball! Dragon Ball has been really good lately too. I haven't kept up. I'm saving up it's, like
0: forty episodes so I it's can pretty just awesome. jerk off over them.
1: They're they're in the uh, tournament of power now.
0: Oh fuck yeah! It's nice. all the way happening. Is Frieza? Did Frieza ever join up with them?
1: Yeah, Frieza joined up, and now he's seeing uh, alternate universe Frieza, and now they've joined up with each other to just kill everybody just, else. All right. But then eventually, you know, when there's two Friezes, then they're just going to turn on each other and. Right. Yeah,
0: that's. <laughs> I get yeah.
1: But yeah. That's uh, fucking interesting. Another <laughs> thing about um about how you were talking about merging um cultures. Merging cultures. Yeah. Have you heard of K-pop? I fucking love K pop. I should found out been, about this last week. Shit banana's good. Man, there's this group called um Big Bang or Bang Bang? There's Big Bang. Big, it must be Big Bang. Yeah, Big Bang and BTS are my favorites. They, they have that uh, that song, Bang Bang Bang. Yep. That no. Okay. That's, that's <laughs> that thing. That's done. Yo. Fucking love that it's shit. It's just so cool. They just like throw American references everywhere, <laughs> and just it, just it just like throwing them at the wall. Yeah. You know, like you get like an astronaut suit guy, then a tank, you know, then submachine guns, and then like guys uh, with their with their shirts off dancing like Magic Mike. I mean, it's, it's, it's so crazy, but I, I really enjoy that. The K-pop is the shit. Look. Yeah up a band called BTS,
0: their song Dope. Mm. It's just like, oh my God. It's so good.
1: Is it in English or in Korean? It's Korean, but it, no, they I have English
0: Korean. words like okay. sprinkled in. Yeah. Um but like the the one thing I fucking love about K their music videos mm. are yes. just like, they're just iSex. Yep. They're just so good.
1: They kind of took over for, for the music videos where America kind of left off about 10 years ago. Yeah. It's like we had the MTV generation to where every song had to have an, an appealing video, and then that kind of just fell fell off with the digital age for some reason. Just because everything
0: was so more easily accessible that mm-hmm. you could listen to the song without waiting for the video. Ah, uh, yeah, true, So it's true. Just like at that point, like, studios were just like, ah, yeah. fucking release a song.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but Korea is, they're, they're doing it right. Yeah. Korea is doing it right. I
0: think I think it's because... Koreans know that the music video is like an enhancement of the experience mm-hmm. and not just a promotional material. Yeah. In the states it's like this is a promotional material for the song. Yeah. The attitude's kind of suck. But I fucking oh, K-pop.
1: It made me want to to go to Korea just based off their music and their videos. It's so good.
0: Have you seen? Okay, I know we're we're talking a lot, but have you seen Korean drama, Korean television?
1: Yes, oh. it's not not like the girly Korean. Dramas. My girlfriend watches this every <laughs> night, and I'm I'm gonna withhold from doing anything super racist that I do when she watches it. <laughs> in real life, <laughs> you're like in her ear whispering racist shit. Oh, no, I'm not whispering it. <laughs> I'm gonna, with, gonna restrain myself today, though.
0: My point is, mm-hmm. there's a Netflix Korean drama called Bad Guys, and mm-hmm. it's a crime show about four like serial killers that get hired by a crazed detective mm-hmm. uh, to to solve a serial killer that's like causing big fear in the city. Mm-hmm. And it's just Korean television is fucking weird, man. They have like weird close-ups, weird camera angles, weird yeah. like filters, weird editing. Mm-hmm. And I'm just sitting there not enjoying this show at all because I don't care about it. Yeah. But I'm just stuck at the television going like, what the fuck is Korea doing? This is
1: great. It really is.
0: Uh, so Korea, you got we, we got a couple of listeners in North Korea. I see you in the stats. Thank you. Is North Korea the good one? I mean, South Korea. All right. right. <laughs> Kim Jong-un listens to us. That's why he hasn't sent missiles over. That's why. <laughs>
1: that I think we should about stop. Right. <laughs> yeah. Sounds correct. right.
0: Uh, anyways, we're going to cut and we'll be right back to talk about Manic Pixie Dream Girls. Hey. And welcome back. Uh, fucking manic pixie dream girls. Every Soy the Chanel movie ever that you've ever seen in television show. That, I guess that's where we're gonna talk about.
1: No, don't, <laughs> don't put her in that box. I, th- I, think I think she's. had one manic pixie dream girl movie.
0: Nah, she's had multiple.
1: Can you name them for me?
0: Uh, I, c- I can find the website. I can I, c- I, c-
1: I can give you one. It's uh, um, Five for of, days of summer. summer. Yes.
0: The she did. I read there was like five names in the website that I got my information from. Mm. Um, I'll show them to you after. I fucking know what I'm talking about. She, I don't,
1: I don't. <laughs> like, I, I have. She, it's from not my,
0: a bad thing. It's not. A, it's just her character trope. It's just what I, she's cast as.
1: I kind of think it's a bad thing. Yeah. The, um, um, uh, Natalie Portman, uh, she said something after Garden said, she was like, I appreciate that people are writing characters that are interesting and unusual rather than just some bland female character as the girlfriend in the movie. But when the point of the character in this movie is to like help the guy have his arc, that's sort of the problem. And that's why it's good that they're talking about it. It's be- because it's certainly a troubling trope. Yeah. you know. Uh, oh, for
0: anyone that doesn't know, do you have an information on, like what the manic? Mm-hmm. There we go. Yeah,
1: go ahead. Uh, manic pixie, manic pixie dream girl. That's hard to say. Yeah, manic pixie, pixie, pixie manic pixie dream girl. <laughs> <laughs> uh, as a stock character type in films, uh, film critic Nathan Rabin, who coined the term after observing Kirsten Dunst's character in Elizabethtown in 2005, describes manic pixie, pixie Dr- manic pixie dream girl. <laughs> <laughs> it's a hard word to say. <laughs> as that buddy, uh, that bubbly, shallow, cinematic creature that exists solely in the favorite imaginations of uh, sensitive writer directors to teach broadly soulful young men to embrace life and its infinite mysteries and adventures. Uh, manic pixie dream girls are said to help their men without pursuing their own happiness. And such characters never grow up, thus, their men never grow up as well. They also have an Oxford dictionary, and it says a type of female character depicted as vivacious, appealing, and quirky, whose main purpose within the narrative is to inspire a greater appreciation for life in the protagonist.
0: Uh, yeah. Uh, fucking. That, my, my biggest problem with. The, my biggest thing that's missing from that definition is mm. that they're usually glorifying some sort of mental condition to be quirky. Uh, like whether it's depression or like bipolar disorder or that kind of stuff. I
1: can I can feel that from watching the movie. Like mm-hmm. I would want to put that in from myself, but it's kind of like reading the definition of fast, and I'm like, okay, that's what the definition is, but this is how I understand it, right? You know, and it's like I can't really change the actual definition to mean what I want it to, right?
0: Know? But it's an interesting thing because this this is a movie trope, so yeah. like it's interesting to see like where it started. Obviously, it's very like. Uh, Elizabeth Town, very rooted origins. You see it all the time. I haven't uh,
1: seen that movie at all. I have it, but I haven't seen it either. Oh, so I don't no, know nothing no. about Elizabeth Town.
0: Neither do I. But, like, it, obviously it came from that movie, so there must be a reason why, like, it's it's rooted in there.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, and, like, it's such a common trope. In uh, mm. and, and comic books, we see it as the, the girl in the fridge, mm. which is when uh, a female character is killed off exclusively to further the main character's mm. um, plot or storyline. Yeah uh they're the same thing essentially uh there's like a brooding fucking main character Mm. who's a cynical fuck and hates life and is like depressed Mm. usually after like a failed relationship attempt Mm. uh or he's just like for some reason just sad and yeah and this fucking quirky ass girl walks in and i fucking every movie every romance movie that has this quirky girl walk in i fucking hate immediately Mm. I don't like the trope when it's used as the trope it was reading it from. When it's deconstructed and used for the favor of the movie, I'm fine with it.
1: But, uh, mm, I mean, I think it might be preference in because, yeah. like, Annie Hall's my favorite movie ever. But that's I, a
0: deconstruction of uh, Manic Pixie Dream Girl. I don't know
1: if that's deconstructed really. Yeah, no, that what, is a deconstruction. Why do you, why do you think so? Uh,
0: because uh, in the end of the, by the end of the movie, uh, Woody Allen has not changed at all. Mm. Uh, so what ends up happening is that Woody Allen becomes the manic pixie dream boy for Annie Hall, mm. and uh, actually I have the I have the notes right here, and this is like from the the trope the TV tropes Yeah, and so Annie Hall is a great example of deconstructed uh, manic pixie dream girl. Uh, she a bohemian who turns to be a spoiled, unfocused, pseudo-intellectual, neurotic child in an adult's body, mm. horribly blo- broken person that makes her common with Woody Allen's character but just in somewhat different ways. At the end of the movie, it turns out that Alvi was something of a manic pixie dream guy for Annie, mm. teaching her to have more confidence in her abilities and helping her to improve her own life while most of his problems remain unsolved. Like, Woody Allen doesn't change in Annie Hall, really. Mm. He really doesn't. No. The person that changed is Annie. So, like, by having her introduced as Woody Allen thinking that she's going to be his manic pixie dream girl, mm. what ends up happening is that she cements his cynicism and he becomes the manic pixie dream guy for her and helps her life move on. So she has a happier life. So that's a deconstruction of the manic pixie dream girl
1: trope. In a way, it, just, it reminds me too heavily of uh, something that I still don't like about um, like the movie Grease. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen that? Yeah. To where uh, Sandy, she, she wants to be in her, in her life and uh, he, he wants to have his life. But by the end, she just conforms and you get to visually see the confirmation uh, by her wearing all black, the way that he's wearing all black and just uh, absorbing his life. Right. And that's in a way what Annie Hall does. By the end of the movie, she says that of the heat. Well, by the end of the movie, he says that he sees her taking a guy to the movies, and it was a movie that she always hated the sorrow and the pity. And, he, and now she's taking another guy to see that movie now. Right.
0: But I don't think the character, the definition of a manic pixie mm. dream girl is that she becomes adaptive to his life, mm. it's that she changes his life for the better.
1: She did. She, well, he, well, he wasn't changed for the better. He right. wasn't changed for really the that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah.
0: the, the, dream, the pixie yeah. dream girl trope at its purest form yeah. is a girl that's quirky and like weird that makes him realize that life is much more than what he thought he was. And yeah. now he's happier because of having met her. She saves him. Mm-hmm. Sweet November is a great example. Of, that's like, a the very, best example yeah, for me. Yeah. Uh, very like... Just pure example of like a manic crazy dream girl. I love
1: it. that. I mean, I I think I love the manic busy dream girl trope. Although I know that it's not a good representation of women.
0: Yeah, well, it's entertaining. It's an entertaining trope. Hell yeah! Because yeah, it is. It, cre- it tends to create a good story. Yeah. Especially us as men, because we identify with that sort of wanting yeah. that relationship that oh, yeah. sort of brings us out of our sadness. Yeah. Uh, but it, it's just such a fucking shitty trope for a woman. Oh, yeah. It's Definitely. just garbage. So, <laughs> it's not something
1: that I, that I recognized uh, five years ago. I right. was just like, okay, there's writer-directors that I really like that are making these types of movies. You know, Zach Braff, when he was making Garden State and his other movies, I was yeah. like, all right, I really like this, but... Uh, Oh, uh, Natalie Portman! Like she has some, <laughs> some things to say about that. Yeah. Uh, but but Sweet November, uh, the Charlize Theron movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, she her name was Sarah Deaver in the movie, and uh, she offered to let uh, Keanu Reeves live with her for one month to change his life. Yep. And that's exactly what we're talking about. But um, in the movie, you find out later on that she's dying from non Hodgkin's lymphoma, mm-hmm. uh, which she kept a secret from him from the whole movie. Um. A lot of people don't like this movie. It's not highly rated, but mm-hmm. um, Charlize Theron is the shit. Keanu Reeves. <laughs> no, I mean, I love Charlize Theron. I mean, she's the hottest African I've, I've ever seen, I think. Mm. She's and African? Definitely is African. I did not know that. She's from South Africa.
0: I did not know it.
1: Yeah, that's yeah. cool. that. That's cool. I mean, we, we used to mess around in school with that because she's clearly like a white, blonde hair, blue-eyed lady. Yeah. So when she fills out uh, race, she has to put in African-American. <laughs> yeah. you, you know, it's just the whole race thing is bullshit. It is bullshit. But uh but yeah, um Sweet November, like she she is the clear and present definition of what a manic pixie dream girl is yep. in this movie, Sweet November. But it's still really good to me. I, I enjoyed it a lot.
0: That's the thing, like, and 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 by me saying that I hate the trope "Manic Piece of Dream World, it doesn't mean that I automatically hate the movie that presents it.
1: No, the trope. I hate the trope as well. Yeah, like, you yeah. don't want to present women in this kind of fashion that they can only be here to represent the pro- progress of a man. Right. No, no, I don't, <laughs> I don't like that trope. But I'm just saying, like, I like to watch the movie itself. Yeah, the
0: movies are fun. They're <laughs> yeah. they're a good time. Yeah. Um, but like, I like when a director or a writer has mm. enough foresight in his own story mm-hmm. to be like, all right, she is totally a manic pixie dream girl. What can I do with this character to shy away from that? Yeah. And like my and, and I love that like I'm like a I'm gonna call her MPD. Like an MPD. Manic Pixie Dream Oh fuck. It's such a long this word. There's a GF such that? a fucking long thing.
1: Manic Pixie. Uh, when GF Manic
0: girl. Pixies uh, <laughs> show up in your movie as a Mm. writer or director you have the option to like purely use her for the adventures of the man Mm. and not have any goals or substance to that woman at all yeah um but it's really interesting with that when a character shows up like that in a movie Mm. and the writer director just goes like "Eh, let's go the other way let's let me take advantage of your goals and needs Mm. and it's even more interesting when a movie introduces a character like that and then her goals take her away and she's the main character of the story kind of like what i felt like i turned the sunshine of a spotless spine spotless mind Mm. clementine's never the main character it's always solely on on joel Mm. but uh, by the end of the movie the focus is so much more on clementine's effect Mm. on the world around joel not necessarily changing him or like his effect on like like her effect on him Mm. but like how she's perceives herself i think it's more like what the end of the the movie is okay. for Eternal Sunshine and I think that's why that, mo- that trope works in Eternal Sunshine. It's sort of an ironic twist mm. on the manic pixie. Why, do you, th- why do
1: you think that she's a manic pixie in this movie?
0: Uh, in Eternal Sunshine? Yes. Uh, well, it's, it's not... Uh, okay. I
1: Who, think she's a manic
0: pixie by the perception of Joel. Joel thinks that she's gonna sh- save his life and change him for the better, and that's the relationship he's pursuing.
1: That's that's in his mind. That's not right. reality. That's well, that's what, what I'm. That,
0: that's what I'm saying. I think that that's the perception of Joel. Like yes. she's a manic pixie dream girl that's gonna change his life.
1: That's what he thinks. Yes. And
0: I think that for like the first half of the movie, since we're mostly on Joel's point of view, yeah, she is presented as a manic pixie dream girl
1: mm-hmm. for
0: like the first half of that movie. Until Joel starts getting into his head and into his dreams. And we start seeing the true perception of Clementine. Yes. And that, for me, is the deconstruction of uh, the Manic Pixie Dream Girl trope. It's not that she's a Manic Pixie Dream Girl. So, that it's mm. taking the trope and it's using it to make a point about the trope that's, itself.
1: That's that's not Manic Pixie to me, then. I get because that's yeah. kind of like the Annie Hall thing. It's like, right. like it's, it's using the Manic Pixie Dream Girl, but it's not the definition of Manic Pixie Dream Girl. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, the thing is, like, it,
0: it's because... She is a manic piece of dream girl, but then the perception of her changes. Mm-hmm. So it's not like she's that for the entire but movie. But she
1: wasn't a manic piece of dream girl. She it's the, the, the perception of her is that she's a manic piece of dream girl for about the first half. And then the second half of the movie, we see that she's not that at all. But she never really was the manic pixie dream girl. But that's
0: the thing. Like, if, if, if the, and this is my, I think there's now an argument of like, What is, like, is your main character's reality the reality that you're watching? Mm. Like, your point of view, that's reality. Yes. For that point. Yes. So, looking at that, Joel very much has a manic pixie dream girl.
1: Because he's immense
0: in his head that she is a manic pixie dream girl. Therefore, me as a watcher, Mm. for me, she is a manic pixie dream girl until she proves that she's not.
1: He's only one character in the entire movie, though. You know, like, look, what about the other people's point of view of Clementine? Like, I, I can't just put myself in one character's eyes and then see the world through his eyes only. There's, there's many characters that, that were in the movie. There's a lot of characters
0: that you can relate to in the movie, but the main character is the one from, who's, from whose eyes you're meant to be watching the story from. Mm-hmm. And in Eternal <sighs> Sunshine... I don't...
1: I don't watch movies that way. I, I
0: totally do, yeah.
1: I, I noticed that when we were watching the, uh, the, the uh, what's the, uh, Baby Driver? Baby Driver, yeah. I was like, are you watching this with yourself at thinking of Baby Driver? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what the hell is happening?
0: Because that's the that's a fascinating part about movies for mm-hmm. me is that you can, you, you, you they're an avatar for whatever you they would do be. in that moral situation. Yeah. Uh, so like for me, like if, if the main character is Joel, mm. then his perception of Clementine is reality until that mm. perception shatters by the time that he's traveling around in his dreams. Mm. So by definition, I do think... Definition? By the, by the definition of Manic Pixie Dream Girl, Joel thinks that she's going to
1: save Joel his thinks. life and Joel. make him better. Yes.
0: Therefore, in, 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 in a character, that character exists mm. as a Manic Pixie Dream Girl. In his mind. No, no, no. In the movie, she exists as a manic pixie dream girl. How? For half of that movie, she exists as a pixie dream girl.
1: She had no intentions of, of fulfilling that doesn't That doesn't matter.
0: That doesn't matter.
1: Hmm.
0: I, I don't think that matters. The intention of the character doesn't matter whether she's a pixie dream girl or not. Zoe the Chanel in 500 Days of Summer didn't have that intent either.
1: I haven't seen that movie.
0: Yeah, it's a great movie. It's fucking fantastic. It's one of my favorite romantic movies. Mm. Uh, but she didn't have that intention either. Mm. But we see the movie through Joseph Gordon-Levitt's character mm. saying that he put all of his expectations on this woman mm. and making her wanting to be that manic pixie dream girl, but we're in their point of view. So yeah. therefore, she is that manic pixie dream girl until at the very end of the movie, they reveal that she's actually not.
1: I think that's, that's an odd way. I, you know, I, don't, I don't know if I can watch movies that way, like through and only have a point of view of one character. Well, it, n- that's, it's not the thing that I only have a point of view of one character. It's just mm-hmm. like I identify the main
0: character's point of view. Yeah. And whatever perception of like what the story is trying to tell happens through that filter. So that's okay. a filter that I go through. But like I can identify like her point of view and Clementine's point of view yeah. and the other character's point of view. And I like can identify those, but those are not the point are, of view of the protagonist. Are you
1: saying that for, for you, the point of view of the protagonist is reality? Yes. All right. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Agree to disagree. Because, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, 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 I can see that. You know, mm-hmm. that, that that's what the writer of the movie wants you to believe, that the protagonist's view is the reality of this. Yeah. But, I mean, it's, it's, just a, um, it's, it's just a way of telling a story without really giving you all the information up front.
0: Well, I'm also a huge fan of unreliable narrators. In mm-hmm. writing and movie making, my favorite movies are like uh, Fight Club, Mm. Uh, my favorite books are Tim Mm. O'Brien. These are people that that don't necessarily have a solid narration Mm. and are like or what they narrate isn't objective of the truth. It's it's a subjective type truth. Yes. So I enjoy that type of content already. So yeah. I have no problem getting myself into this mindset. Mm. So like for I have no problem saying that Clementine was a manic pixie dream girl, mm. even though at the end she says she's literally not. Yeah. And that's what sends sort of Joel's perception over crashing down. Yes. Until they start a new relationship and they realize that they're just two fucked up people trying to find peace. Yep. That's fine. But for until that moment, she was a manic pixie dream girl
1: through perception she was like, no, it's, it's, it's like saying if yeah. um if, if if i if i go do something that's perceived that i'm an asshole then in everybody's mind i'm an asshole until they realize what was really happening and then it was like oh well he wasn't an asshole we just looked at it that way so it's like she wasn't that but it's just like from if his perception is the the angle that we're supposed to see it through mm-hmm. then she was through perception yeah. but in reality she never was a manic pixie dream girl
0: yeah and i don't think i don't think you're wrong like I think I think you're I actually think you're right.
1: I mean yeah I mean but, but it, it, like I, it's like she she's a manic pixie dream girl in the way that the movie is written 100 mm-hmm. percent and the way that the trope is supposed to come across and we're supposed to view her as a manic pixie dream girl right. until the end of the movie where we have all the information and see it more from her point of view and we realize that no she never really was but that. That's but also she's presented that way though.
0: Right, but that's yeah. also my point as to how to deconstruct the trope. Mm. I don't think Eternal Sunshine of a Spotlight Mind is a pure example of the trope. Mm. I think it's someone that was tired of seen the trope charlie yeah. Kaufman, Tro- yes. namely, mainly yes. and said i'm going to use that in my story to tell you that fuck you that is not the representation of a woman that we need they so were, that yeah. is an usage of trope not the trope yes the trope the trope would be elizabeth town sweet november that would be the full use of that mm-hmm. um, and that, that's what i mean by woody allen and and fucking um what are you just talking about? Which Woody one? Allen um, the, the, the Eternal Assumption. Oh. Uh, those movies take the trope and they mm. deconstruct it to make a point about the trope. Yes. So it, it sort of becomes this weird meta writing thing.
1: We could be on the same page with that. Like yeah. I I agree with that. Oh yeah.
0: Um but yeah, you're right. The trope itself, is in, in a pure form, I don't think exists as strong in Lia's anymore. Mm. I think a lot of characters are presented as a manic pixie dream girl, like Zoe de Chanel. Mm. She's a quirky, sort of like a new girl, for example. I yeah. like new girl, yeah. But uh, she's presented as a sort of like quirky, funny, weird girl that's really cute, and every man in her apartment thinks that for some reason she's going to change their life.
1: Mm.
0: And and that that's a very good example, I think, of a pixie dream girl trope
1: yeah. that
0: I dislike a lot. <laughs> I
1: mean, I really, I really like that television yeah. show. But the thing is, like, the same thing with perception. Um, mm-hmm. Jake Johnson's character, he believes that she's going to make his life better. Um, Schmidt, uh, that even basically anybody that's in her circle, mm-hmm. they believe that she can make them just a little bit better. Right. But in in her her mind is like she doesn't see herself as that. You know, she sees herself as making herself better and doing what she right. can to make herself better. But yeah, I, I can I can still see how it can be presented that way for her.
0: But and this is another thing. Like when you write a manic pixie. Dream girl. I think the part of the part of the definition of a pixie dream girl is that she won't see herself as a pixie dream girl.
1: Yeah, definitely not. Yeah.
0: So like by saying that Zoe Deschanel's character and Jesse and like or new girl, fuck Jesse and new girl, new girl, doesn't see herself as a pixie dream girl, mm. makes me think that she is the pixie dream girl that all these guys want. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I totally just like... I mean,
1: I mean, she she may be, but we have to wait to the end of the season. Well, I mean, the end yeah. of the series. No, no, You saying. know, because she hasn't given us any evidence that she is the Pixie Dream Girl, but by the end of the series, if she ends up marrying Jake Johnson and give, gives up on her teaching career and decides to like, yeah. make her... Her long-time living boyfriend's life better and forgets her own career. Then yeah, that's what she is. Yeah. But I, I think what will happen instead is that she'll pursue her own career and feminist power and being a woman. Right. So, and,
0: and that's a and that's a really weird thing about this conversation about Pixie Dream Girls because mm. we had this conversation five years ago. We would have had a lot more recent material oh, yeah. to draw out from because yeah. it was such a prevalent trope back then. But now that we're in 2017 and we've seen Orange is the New Black, we've mm. seen, uh, what was the other show? Uh, seen, now we got Glow. Yeah. Uh, what else? That was uh, Jessica Jones. Mm. Uh, so we got all these female characters, uh, Broad City, mm. uh, Sarah Silverman, like all these really great powerful female figures in art yeah. uh, have sort of not gotten rid of the trope, but every time the trope shows up, People call it off for what it is and immediately shut it down. Yeah. And so, like, recently we don't have a lot of material that uses this strobe. So it's people kind of get confused as to what it is. Sometimes
1: I feel like the original, and I have no evidence to back Mm -hmm. this up whatsoever, besides just years of watching television and movies. My first example that I can remember ever seeing this in is um, is Laura Petrie in a show called the Dick Van Dyke Show. (laughs) Uh, She she was played by Mary Tyler Moore, and this is before the Mary Tyler Moore Show. This is this is before Chitty Chitty Bang Bang and Dick Van Dyke doing all these movies in the in the late sixties and everything. But um, Laura Petrie, her character, she was a dancer, and she could dance her fucking ass. This white woman could super. I mean, if you see seen Mary Tyler Moore, you know what I'm talking about. But the very first season, you know, she she's a dancer, and then um, she she's at the USO, and uh, Dick Van Dyke picks her up, marries her, they have a kid but basically it's just kind of though it's it's basically a 60s and 50s trope as well mm-hmm. where the beautiful woman she gets married she doesn't work anymore she's a housewife she raises the kids she cooks the food and she takes care of the home and she really gives up on all of her ambition dreams and goals or anything right. after that and that's really what happens with her she's had, she's tremendously talented but you only get to see that for in house parties for her to entertain his coworkers right you know nothing to nothing substantial but uh, but yeah, she was she was the first example that I can remember, and as a kid, I didn't see anything wrong with this because. I felt like okay, well, that's the way that the world is supposed to be, and this yeah. is what women want to do. Women want to, you know, be married and not have to work and be barefoot, pregnant in the kitchen, you know. Like, and I'm just no seriously, that's like, just this
0: a specific image. That I like it.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like this is this is what I'm hearing. I'm seeing this on television, and like the views of of these wives are confirming that this is the good life, right. you know. Until later on in the the '90s, you get to see Laura Petrie's character played so much differently on a show called. Um, Uh, Married with Children. Yeah, I know that's true. Okay, all right. Uh, Married with Children, the the, the star of that show was Al Bundy, Mm -hmm. and his wife was Peggy. So instead, now, the, the woman that's staying home and washing dishes and taking care of the kids, we're in 1990 now, and she's like, no, fuck that. Yeah. I'm not I, the kids, fuck the kids. The kids can go do whatever they want to. <laughs> kids are going to be bad now. Food, eat your own food. How about you go get a microwave dinner? I'm going to eat bonbons and watch television all day. Yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> you know? So it's like we couldn't really have that manic pixie dream girl of women that are only here to serve us right. uh, as men anymore by the 1990s. You know? Which
0: is uh, which is an interesting thing also when we talk about the trope, mm. because you got to keep in mind that it has degraded. The meaning of the trope is degraded so much mm. with the change of cinema and the yes. way that we talk about women. Oh, yeah. So like, like before it used to be that, completely subservient to the man. Mm-hmm. But now the definition has extended, at least colloquially, mm-hmm. as the girl that's weird and quirky that's a love interest in a movie mm-hmm. for a man and she served no real purpose for her own. Yep. So like now, there's a lot more caveats to like how the manic pixie dream girl is perceived. Mm-hmm. In the 60s, with the Dick Van Dyke show, mm-hmm. it was a very obvious thing. She yes. was like subservient yep. to this guy. In the 90s, Uh, it's less obvious and it starts degrading the definition. So Mm -hmm. like Peggy might have been defiant to the traditional gender roles in the house Mm -hmm. uh, but still her own goals were not at the forefront of the story. Yes. uh, And Mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff. So Mm -hmm. now we start seeing the degradation of the definition. Yep. it's like, well, what does that actually mean now? Yeah. And like her goals are still put in force so she's still a manic, she's still a pixie dream girl girl. uh, Mm -hmm. by the definition. Yep. But we don't perceive her as such because she's not this quirky sort of weird character. Mm -hmm. So like move forward and like, Movies like Five Hundred Days of Summer come out. Movies yeah. like shows like Jesse's Girl come out. Uh, Jesse like fuck, new girl, new, new girl. girl, fuck, yeah, uh, come out. And we start seeing the definition degrade to this what I like to call the Zoe de Chanel character, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> which is the kind of character that if you call Zoe de Chanel after you've had an unsuccessful casting, mm. she'll just be like, "I'll do it." <laughs> okay, because <laughs> that it, it's it, it's it's. So channel in The Happening to a degree. Mm. So Channel in New Girl and 500 Days for Summer and four other movies that I don't have the name of in front of me right now. Right. So uh, right now, that's sort of the exemplar of a pixie dream girl. Mm. And when people say pixie dream girl is that it, it happens a lot in nerd culture where people think that they'll find this one girl that's really quirky yeah. and into the same things that they are and will exclusively talk about the same things that they're interested in mm. and her goals are the same goals that you have. It's yeah. sort of a passive pixie dream girl scenario and mm-hmm. that's what that means right now mm-hmm. so, but it's it's interesting to see the trope evolve with female empowerment and the rise of like the female star and all mm-hmm. that stuff because it's still very much there men are just getting better at hiding it i was
1: about to say we're finding yeah. new and more impressive ways to oppress right <laughs> <laughs> you know we're yeah. gonna find ways to, to cover that shit up <laughs>
0: which is why i like movies a lot like uh, i don't feel at, i don't feel at home in this world anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, movies like like Juno, movie, Juno's dope. Um, yes, with but, movies with strong female leads.
1: Yeah, I mean that's that's been a thing for myself and you as well since yeah. the beginning of the podcast, having women in uh, roles of empowerment. Yeah, you know, and and uh, and I wish we had
0: more because I, I think this is such a damaging trope to the concept of like feminism and art mm. um, because most things are written by men. And most things are directed by men. Yes. And while some men do justice to these female characters, it's not hmm. enough of a female perspective to counteract the fucking decades of, like, the Pixie Dream World and our its variants. Yeah. So, like, uh, the Woody Allen did a deconstruction of it in Annie Hall. He mm. became the Manic Pixie Dream Guy. Mm. But uh, it was still sort of putting women down uh, mm. at a time like that. Somewhat, yeah. The, the relationship with Woody Allen was unhealthy. Mm-hmm. Her goals didn't matter in that relationship. Not at all. That's what Woody Allen wanted. He just didn't get it mm-hmm. um, because Woody Allen likes to deprecate
1: himself when oh. he writes. Have you uh, seen Manhattan? Uh, not yet. It's the one after that. You yeah. got to check this one out. <laughs> I'm sorry. good.
0: No, you're good. So you said like that. But, and then Jack from Titanic. Let's, I fucking hate Titanic. But um, <laughs> <laughs> Titanic is the reversal of that. Yeah. It becomes the woman is the one that uh, gets saved by the guy. Yes. But even when reverse their roles, mm. the guy comes out sort of noble and victorious versus the woman becomes the sort of less powerful force in the movie. Sure. Uh, so I don't know. Like, I just feel like it's such a like even when we use the trope to empower a woman,
1: mm.
0: uh, the story has a, has a leniency to favor the man in the story, which is why I think it's such a damaging trope. trope.
1: Oh uh, yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's it's favoring the men because the men are writing it. Unfortunately, yeah. I mean, I, like if, if if a woman would go so far to write this type of trope, which I, pro- I doubt, you know, what would happen <laughs> because they're not even just going to put females in that position. But uh, if so, then I think it would be done a lot more justice than what men have been doing with it for the past twenty, thirty years.
0: Right, and it it it, it also annoys me that it happens mostly on like romance movies because mm. I I just don't
1: like romance movies in general. Mm. They're good. Uh, they're good though. I mean, I mean they're, they're not they're, they're bad. sappy, they're cheesy. I mean, but yeah. but some of them I enjoy. Like like Annie Hall, uh mm. Sweetest November, Eternal Sunshine. Like, I mean, I like I really like these manic pixie movies, but yeah, they're they're not looked at upon favorably. The women yeah. aren't.
0: <laughs> they're they're not. At least at least not when they don't deconstruct the trope. At least when they're like actual fucking representations of what these men think women mm. are. And I I I think there's not. A, it's a pretty straightforward concept. Yeah. Like, there's not a lot to say about it, except that the way that it's currently being used in cinema is now way more subtle than it was used before, mm. and it's still a pervasive problem in the way that we're telling these stories. And and that's why I don't like watching the movies that represent this trope, mm. unless they have a very explicit purpose with it. Like, yeah. in, in Fight Club with Marla, it was kind of like a joke against this Pixie Dreamgirl scenario where Marla was like Tyler Durden's, uh, just pu- like her, her goal was to be with this guy, Tyler mm-hmm. Durden, but she's a joke because she's like, "What if they grow up to be all fucked up and weird?" And it's kind of a joke in the trope. Yeah. I don't know. I mean,
1: I... It's, it's it's happening. I mean, yeah. it, it reminds me of a, a line from when Kanye West was good mm-hmm. um, in <laughs> his um, in his first album. He said, uh, "Racism still alive. They just be concealing it." You know, right. just saying that something that's been happening for hundreds of years is still happening, but it's not happening in the way that you were looking for it before. Right. And that's something that that we're looking at now. Sexism is well alive right now, but it's concealed in a different way. Well, you know, I think the, it would it was concealed a little more five years ago. Mm-hmm. But Donald Trump. Going being in office, like the people are just blatant yeah, with just so with weird. sexism and, and racism. Well, that's what, that's you know, what happened
0: culturally when, like, uh, you know, racism was like sort of like eh, we can't say that. But then yeah. Obama became president, and it was so like, like, oh, fuck the say black everything. guy. Yeah, we're gonna uh, say everything. Uh, and though. now the same thing with Trump. He's yep. like, well, fuck woman, and people are just like, yeah, fuck woman. Mm-hmm. And it, it it it's a fucked up cultural scenario. Yeah, I think. But and but this trope, I think, when we we're we're talking about this trope, I think we're really talking about a sexism in cinema in Hollywood. Mm. Uh, I think that's the root of this thing, and and we're we're breaking away from it. We're starting to like separate some concepts. We know we Mm -hmm. got Wonder Woman directed by Patty Jenkins. Mm -hmm. Uh, She's like a like a really powerful force in like female directed movies right now. Oh yeah, Uh, I want to see more. We got uh, female showrunners that Mm -hmm. are doing like Jessica Jones, Broad City. Yeah, uh, even Amy Schumer, Tina Fey, Tina Fey. Mm -hmm. Um, What's the one? Nicholas. No, what's someone that's always with Tina Fey? Amy Poehler. Amy Poehler. Amy Poehler. Amy Poehler. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we got all these powerful voices now that are sort of creating the niche community away from these concepts. Yeah. Uh, and Lena Dunham. Lena well. Dunham too, mm-hmm. and like they do get a lot of hate from, from like usually from men too, mm-hmm. from like straight white men, and they get a hate, but they're they're creating their own thing, and they're getting rid of all of these sexist. Ideas and tropes that have pervaded cinema for such a long time mm. that i 'm excited to see where that evolves to in the next forty years and excited to see what the definition of Pixie Dream Girl turns to in the next forty years yeah. I wonder if that word that concept will now be used to empower in the next forty years of cinema rather than disempower woman or like I wonder if like there 's a shift in attitude whether man become the pixie Dream Girl. Mm. Yeah, men become the pixie dream girls like it was in, in uh, Wonder Woman. Yeah, that was a good reversal of the roles. Then. Yes, it was. So, like, are we going to see more of that? Are we going to see like the the coming back of the pixie dream Girl as it was before? I, I feel like, like the definition of it is degrading. I like to see
1: it go away. Yeah, I like to see it go away. I mean, it's it, it's it's reminiscent of. Um, you ever heard of the trope the magical Negro? Uh,
0: no. I uh, think I can see what you're talking about, but no.
1: The, yes. Um. It's it's a, it's the same thing as this manic pixie dream girl, mm-hmm. but it's with black men. It's like you'll bring in a black man. That's um, have you, like the, the movie The Legend of Bagger Vance, mm-hmm. where the uh, the black character's sole purpose is to help the protagonist achieve their goals and their dreams, right. but With nothing for the black character. And the whatsoever. protagonist is
0: usually a white, white man. man. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. So um, that same thing with the with the magical negro. Like I don't want to see any more movies like that. I don't. Right. I'm hoping in the next twenty years that the manic pixie dream girl trope will just be something of the past. And if it's used, then it's used comedically, you know. Right.
0: Well, and and that's what I'm saying because. I, I don't know if this is a cynical outlook, but mm-hmm. I know that it won't go away. I know that no, it No, really nothing won't. goes away. Yeah. No. Uh, I know the, the magical Negro trope is still mm. around, but now yep. it's played mostly Comedial. either in reverse or for, or for laughs. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and like, I, I want to see the manic PC Dream Girl trope evolve into something like that, into something mm. that's used to take the piss out of a situation. That'd be nice. Something that used to like make you a joke until like, hey, if you thought this was the way this was going, you're mm. an asshole. Yeah. Stop. I, I want to see that happen. But uh, the conversation really around this trope becomes about sexism in cinema, mm-hmm. and and how han, how female characters are written yeah. and perceived by the general public. I, it's just like women have got uh, have got to be given the the room to expand their perspective into the cinematic world. Yep. and I think that's ultimately what. This, I don't know. That's what no, this yeah, we, we, we
1: We got we got to the bottom of it. Like yeah. Manic Pixie Dream Girls, like the bottom, the very bottom of it is sexism. Yeah. I mean, it is just it is what it is.
0: So I I I don't think I know what else to say about the Manic Pixie Dream Girl show. Uh, honestly. I think, uh, we, I think we said it all. I think yeah, I
1: think we said it all. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, I think it's bullshit that yeah. I I some of the movies are entertaining. Yeah. I'm not gonna hate on anyone that likes the movies. Mm-hmm. I love Five Hundred Days of Summer. I love uh Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love Annie Hall. I love all of these movies. Sweet November is probably a great movie. Elizabeth also too. Mm. Uh, fucking all of those Twilight, Twilight, Twilight. Oh my god, Fuck fucking Twilight.
1: Twilight. That's so bad.
0: The best worst example for oh. Pixie Dream Girl. Uh, <laughs>
1: That's so bad, man. Yeah. I, I don't I don't think I hate any movies like I hate like I don't even I don't think I hate anything. No. But but, but, but Twilight, you hate Twilight. I think I might actually hate Twilight. <laughs> Think I might actually hate I don't
0: blame you. I watched the first one and I, like even before I went to film school. Mm-hmm. I was like 15 and I watched the first one and I was like this is fucking trash.
1: It's the love triangle shit that yeah. that pisses me off. Like yeah, just yeah. being the, the shitty guy that thinks he's going to get the girl but then the girl is going to go to the better guy, but I don't really know that and but then I'm stuck in the fucking love triangle and then I'm it just makes me hate other people myself and women in general you know it just it made me a terrible person it's
0: such a bad movie that it makes you sexist yes
1: (laughs) yeah yeah. you're watching the movie like you stupid bitch (laughs) (laughs) just made me sexist just off watching that movie alone alone closing words on like the
0: dream girl trope
1: um I i really enjoy watching um old outdated uh, tropes, like I mean, that's that's why I stay watching movies in the '70s, television shows in the '80s, '60s type of stuff. So I mean, I enjoy seeing things the way they were mm-hmm. because it contrasts the way that things are now. Right. Um, I'm not interested in seeing uh, the trope done um, in, in the in the in the prehistoric way that it was done before. So if you are going to use this trope again, 2017 and beyond, you have to bring something new to it, right. like wh- wh- whatever that is. But it ha- you have to do something different. I don't want to see derivative in 2017 for it.
0: Yeah. That makes sense. I, I think I agree with that. I think at, at this point it's a trope that if you use it, you have to either you know, take the piss out of the concept mm. or, or or do something completely backwards with yeah. it at this point. Because yeah. I don't think uh, audiences would just accept it anymore. No. I think it's such an outdated concept that it, blah, yeah. it's trash. Yeah. Especially with the rise of like female voices in cinema. Yes. Um. So, yeah. Pixie Dream Girl, I mean, it, it's... I like discussing broad topics like this cuz like the conversation broad topics broad topic, right. It's a sequel to broad. It's the city it's a sequel to broad city where they just debate all day long. Broad topics.
1: <laughs> yeah, we mix hot pockets with We're broad, broad top. topics. Yeah. This is fucking
0: A+ comedy. God damn.
1: <laughs> yeah, which brings us to the point that we have to start charging for the podcast. And yeah, um, now <laughs> it's
0: going to be a month's subscription of twenty nine ninety nine. I <laughs> not, think that's a fair charge that's fair. for the amount of comedy that you're receiving
1: <laughs> yes. into this. Did you not you just know. hear that broad topic joke? I mean, come Man. on, 30 bucks.
0: 30 bucks. Yeah, let's do it. It's worth it. It's, worth, it's it. worth it. Give us your money. Fucking cry in the shower when you listen to us and realize that you spend your money. Yes. <laughs> and it's no refundable. You can't ever take it back. No. It will be 30 bucks for the rest of your life. Ever. And we will track down your credit card.
1: Yes. Yeah. That's fine. You like that? Um, I love that.
0: Okay, cool. Next business model. Fuck you. That's why. See <laughs> so you guys later. We're going to talk about closing. Yeah.
1: <laughs> And welcome back. Uh, Closing. Chris. Uh, This week in television and movies from Tuesday, July the 18th through Monday, July the 24th. Uh, The first show that we have is going to be Thursday, July the 20th. It's live from Comic-Con. The recap airs nightly through Saturday. Zachary Levi, host, is going to be on the Sci-Fi Channel at 11 p.m.
0: We're doing... Fuck. You remember when when being a nerd wasn't cool? Oh, yeah, yeah. And and, and now it's being broadcast on telly. Yeah. People are watching it. Everybody's
1: a nerd now. Yeah. Everybody's a nerd. I guess it's going to go back to like in, um, 2000, like 2030 or something, to where um, black leather jackets are going to come back in style, cigarette smoking is going to be cool again. (laughs) The fucking greasers. Yeah. It's going to
0: appear going like, hey, fuck you, and like pushing like a kid
1: between two people. Yeah. Yeah, that's going to happen. Because like, there has to be a rebellious period. I mean, it's like, that's how we got the nerds being cool, it's just all the the rebels are the cool people. So now that flipped on its head. The nerds are cool now. So yeah, it's going to flip back. Yeah. We'll see. I'm just going to keep being a dirtbag until then. <laughs> <laughs> That's when you're really shine. <laughs> That's um, live from Comic-Con. It's uh, Thursday, July the 20th, Sci-Fi, 11 p.m. Check that out. Uh, next thing is Friday, July the 21st, a show called Ozark. Uh, Ozark is uh, Jason Bateman, the guy from uh, Arrested Development, the oh, dad.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, he, uh, Jason Bateman uh, also directs this show with Laura Linney. Uh, they had the cast of this new Netflix drama series about drug money laundering in Missouri's Lake of the Ozarks. Um, I watched a trailer and it reminded me of um, like Breaking Bad.
0: Oh, is it that kind of show?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it might be good, but... You, I'll you, be honest
0: with you. You yeah. read the description of that show? Mm-hmm. And like I didn't understand like five words, so my brain lagged in those five words, and mm-hmm. I have no idea what you said.
1: A uh, Netflix drama series about drug money laundering set in Missouri's Lake of the Ozarks.
0: That's totally like Breaking
1: Bad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm assuming it'll be something like Breaking Bad, but you got to give me a full season before I can yeah. sign on for Fun anything. fact.
0: Did you know that there was a Colombian production company that remade Breaking Bad almost pretty much shot by shot, but in Spanish, and it was called metastasis, which means oh. metastasis, which is the word that you use when cancer breaks out. Really? Yeah. And it's actually it's actually
1: pretty good. I bet it is.
0: Yeah, like I actually enjoyed like the only thing I miss is that it's not Brian Cranston. Mm. That's the only thing that bothers me. Yeah. But it was actually really fun.
1: Sheesh. <laughs> All right. I'll show you a trailer of it when we're done. Hell yeah, man. Uh, but that's, uh, that's Ozark. The is a drama. It's going to be on Netflix Friday, July the 21st. So you'll have something to do this weekend. Right. Um, next thing is going to be Sunday, July the 23rd. Ooh, a lot of stuff is coming back right now for the summer. Really? Um, the first show is Ballers. It's a comedy on HBO at 10 p.m. Uh, it's a show starring The Rock. It's about, um, about football players and their life and yada, yada, yada. Wasn't that
0: uh, Mark Wahlberg in that too?
1: Uh, nah, he was in Entourage.
0: That's what I'm thinking of.
1: Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, he was an entourage. But yeah, this this is similar. It's like yeah. entourage, but with football players. Right. Yeah, I'm not watching this. Like, I mean, (laughs) (laughs) I think it's his third season. Like, I I watched, like, three or four episodes of the Mm. first season, and I'm just like, I get it. It's entourage with football, like, and and The Rock. Like, all right, Dwayne Johnson, you're dope, but all right. (laughs) Take Um, it easy, Dwayne. Yeah. Take less paychecks. (laughs) But That's uh, Sunday, July the 23rd, Ballers, HBO, 10 p.m. It's a good show, though. If you want to watch it, watch it, you know, but yeah. Uh, The next show is going to be the same day, Sunday, July the 23rd, Insecure. A comedy on HBO at 10:30 p.m. She's it,
0: the the black lady,
1: right? Yes, uh, Issa Rae.
0: Issa mm-hmm.
1: Rae. Issa Rae. So, Issa Rae, so uh, her show Sorry is. Sorry for back. calling
0: you the black lady.
1: I mean, no, she <laughs> she has a uh, her her comedy uh show on HBO was called Awkward Black Girl. Oh, okay. Like yeah. she she literally titled herself the Awkward Black right. Girl. I guess I withdraw my apology. Yeah. <laughs> 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 it was it was really good, but um. I, w- I was wondering, like, how, how a black girl uh, just, you know, was able to start her own um, YouTube channel and get this many views. And, you know, from going to film school, I'm like, where did she get that camera? You know, because she because it's, th- it's three-point cameras and everything. I'm like, well, where are you getting these cameras from? Like, where are you getting this money? But apparently, like, her her, fam- her mom's, uh, like, Bill Cosby and whatever, you know what I'm saying, super rich.
0: Wait, excuse me, what?
1: You ever seen the Cosby show where... Uh, yeah, oh, the, her mom. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's, yeah, it's not literally in my, Bill Cosby. In, my, in
0: my head, you said her mom's Bill Cosby, and I just, like, something doesn't work out in that uh, sentence. Well,
1: I should say her, her father is Dr. Huxtable.
0: Oh, okay. That's what, that's what okay. Yeah. That makes more from sense yeah, now. Not, not Bill
1: Cosby. It's uh, <laughs> just
0: like, wait, what the fuck happened?
1: Heathcliff Huxtable, <laughs> is what her father was like. That yeah, she, she's apparently very well off, so she was able to start this from a very nice. early date, but I'm glad that her talent was able to come to fruition and yeah. people was able to notice it, so uh, that's Insecure a comedy on HBO at 10.30pm Sunday July the 23rd Uh, the next show is Monday the 24th of July People of Earth People of Earth have you seen this?
0: uh, no I have no idea
1: it's uh, the Wyatt Sinek show about uh, alien abduction there was there was some there was some pretty cool commercials like last is year or the like, year before like, documentary style of like no no, no, no. Okay, no it's taking someone... taking the piss okay good yeah, good, yeah good. I, I like that phrase sorry
0: I got yeah. a little triggered because I'm I, I fucking I'm around people that like watch the History Channel's fucking alien things yeah like it's a fucking religion yeah and every so often every time it happens I just I just I just I just withdrawing myself like, before the river of rage lights I, I like it doesn't
1: mm. it doesn't upset me like I want those things to be true. Mm. I want it to be true. That's the
0: thing. The only reason I don't want them to be true is because then I have to look them in the eye and say that we're right.
1: No, no, no. (laughs) but, But they're wrong but they're wrong yeah they're absolutely 100% (laughs) wrong you know but it's like I I, I, when I talk to these people I'm like no what you're saying is some things that are uh, things that I can't even fathom that this universe is possible of you know and and I agree that this universe could have any number of possibilities but I just don't believe that what you're saying is happening is (laughs) happening and if it is then I need some fucking proof of it you know (laughs) I need proof like that's what I'm saying like I'm I'm the opposite of like the black guy in the movie where like some spooky shit is going on over there it was like well the white people are going up and the black people are running yeah. away from it no i'm going in <laughs> i'm going into the fucking ghost house i'm gonna see if I'm there's... finding out what the fuck is happening
0: i'm gonna yes. punch the ghost in the face
1: like i'm, I'm very cynical like i don't believe shit no, don't. i don't believe nothing so if you're telling me there's a ghost in there then i'm gonna find out it's a ghost or a guy in a shit and i'm gonna whoop his ass not
0: cynical. Hmm? you're looking for skeptical
1: not cynical. uh yes yes uh, skeptical i don't believe things in a no 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 both 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 but 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 in this scenario but in that you think, sentence, yeah i'm skeptical. I mean skeptical yeah yeah, there you go. yeah cynical is more not believing in uh, the integrity of other human beings right yeah yeah there you go oh gotcha. yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh, we know <laughs> words here
0: <laughs> but yeah no fucking alien shows ghost shows paranormal mm. hunters paranormal activities mm-hmm. I used to fucking watch them in the ID channel because I, I didn't have cable. Yeah. That was the, the one fucking channel that was there. Oh, no. So, like, I used to watch the true crime. Yeah. And then when the fucking paranormal hunters started coming, mm. that's when I realized how angry I got at these people. Because I was sitting in my television couch, mm. supposed to be relaxing, yeah. fucking gritting my teeth. And just, like, fucking scratching, like, scratch marks <laughs> on my knees. Because yeah. there's some dude saying, oh, I found an instrument that can talk to fucking ghosts. Mm. And can decode what they're saying, but electro- electromagnetic wavelengths. And I think, you would think you would fucking get a Nobel Prize for that shit. Mm. But I guess not. I guess fuck the afterlife is not important.
1: Yeah. Please go on because I've gone on this exact rant. <laughs> um, you know, I'm thinking it's it's not so much that that he's saying bullshit. Yeah. It's just that um, semi intelligent people are now believing. This yes. Is yes. What the problem yes. is. Yes. I got you. Yes. I Sometimes you. intelligent people too.
0: Yeah. So I'm talking to people that I think are really smart and mm. they say one thing. Yeah. Like, oh, vaccines cause autism, and I go like, all right, I can't talk to you anymore. Yeah. Our friendship is done. I can't. I don't, Consider this. Like I, I don't
1: I don't know like if like I'm I'm open to hearing things. Yeah. If 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 um if vaccines cause autism, then show me the information.
0: Right. And that's the thing. Like the mm. one proof that anti-vaxxers have this got political. Fuck it, you're dealing with it. Yeah. The one thing that anti-vaxxers have with them mm. is one study mm. that happened from one guy who mm. doesn't have a fucking PhD, mm. is no longer practicing any type of medicine, and never had any extensive medical knowledge to say such a thing as fucking vaccines cause autism. Mm. And then he came out and then he said this study that said that the vaccine discusses autism he fucking faked it Mm. so guess what no you're fucked shut up vaccinate your kids measles is coming back your kid is going to die they sell coffins and like really good fire red tractor colors I hope you fucking like them because that's what happens when you vaccinate your kid
1: Yeah. Uh, so that's people of earth (laughs) it's a comedy on TBS at (laughs) 10.30pm that guy I don't think you've ever gotten that dark no I don't think so yeah Your kids are going to die. They make small casket boxes, (laughs) specifically children's size, because that's what's going to happen if you don't get your kids vaccinated. They're going to fucking die. They're going to die, and they're going to put them in small kid coffins. Your kids are going to die,
0: and you're going to send me an invitation to the funeral, and I'm not going to (laughs) go.
1: No. Oh, man. Yeah. Like, I've so, said nigger cunt before. Yeah. and I, No, I, I, <laughs> I just killed kids.
0: I just killed 100,000 kids in the United States. You know what? It's not my fucking fault. It's your fault. And, 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 your fucking and, kids. And, and
1: the thing is, it's like if some if some parent that doesn't vaccinate their kids is yeah. listening to this, they're going to turn it off and be offended. And then after their kid does die from not getting the vaccination, they're not going to come thank you.
0: They're not going to come thank <laughs> you. I fucking... You know what? I'll tell you another tip. Costco sells fucking caskets. <laughs> Do they, they really? Do. Yeah, they do. <laughs> Seriously? Actually, yeah, they do. <laughs> Why did you know that? <laughs> they're, they're, not, they're probably online, not in the store. Right? Oh. <laughs> they do sell them. Uh, uh, another tip, yeah.
1: All right. But that's uh, people of Earth. You can uh, bury the- them
0: in your backyard. It's tiny enough. Mm-hmm. Like uh, a cat. Yeah. Hope you enjoy that. Because you're sure should shit not going to the doctor, you dumb bitch.
1: <laughs> so, so, they, so they should be getting a vaccination is what you're saying? Yeah, they should. All that's right. That's what I'm
0: saying. That's exactly what I'm saying. Get your kids vaccinated. Yeah. How about that? Or get a cat. Don't get a kid. Get a cat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Vaccinate your cats, too.
1: <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. get your pet spayed or neutered, yeah. Bob Barker. Uh, the next thing is going to be, uh, <laughs> look at the price is right, man. Um, the, uh, come on down till like, we're t- killing kids. <laughs> <laughs> this episode of I'll We're I'll take measles
0: for $100. <laughs> I'll take polio for 101. All right. <laughs> but you want to bring malaria back? <laughs> uh, that's, might as well come back. Might as, might as well. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we need. We have too many people. Yes. We just have too many people. Let's just. We need a new plague.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Might as well be measles. I'm actually. Measles. Don't vaccinate your
1: kids. Mumps. Measles. Mumps. rebellion. Like let's yeah. let bring all that back. Polio. Polio. Let's. Well, bring we polio. have our
0: lungs. I guess we just have to. We know how to make them. Yeah. I guess we just have to make those again. So not polio. No. We'll figure it out. Ebola. Did Ebola work? Was that a good? Was that a good decision? Bird flu. Bird flu. Bird flu. Bird flu. Swine flu also Swine fucked flu? us up. Yeah. yeah, that was a good one. Yeah. Uh, I fucking got three shots for fucking swine I got fucking swine flu back in Puerto Rico. That's what I fucking oh, got. Oh, damn. That sucks. Yeah. it was No, I didn't get swine flu. I got H1, H1. Mm. It was like a variance of swine H1, flu.
1: H1, H2 was the swine flu?
0: H1 and one. I think so. Okay, oh, yeah. it was It was a variance of the influenza. Yeah. Uh, That sucked. I was in quarantine for two weeks.
1: Oh, shit. Yeah. What were the symptoms?
0: Uh, It, it was like a flu, but it was just like 10 times worse than a flu. Mm. So it was just like a massive headache. My nose was leaking. I wanted to die. Nice. That yeah. was not great. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: wow <laughs> fucking bird flu yeah yeah I didn't, was I didn't, upsetting.
0: that sucks spent seven hours in the fucking emergency room waiting for a goddamn vaccine had you had you that had they literally fucking airdropped into the island by w- the way
1: were you a proponent of a vaccine vaccinations before you uh before you got the flu that day yeah okay i mean i didn't have a choice i was 11 i didn't know what
0: vaccines really were oh, yeah. when i got no i was, I was 13 when mm-hmm. i got the swine flu so i didn't know but, yeah, yeah, vaccinate your fucking kids, yeah. just do that, please. Yeah. If there's anything you do as a parent, you can fuck as long as you vaccinate your kid, just beat the shit out of them, they can go to therapy, just vaccinate the fucking kid,
1: please do that, yeah,
0: yes, also don't beat on your kids, yeah, don't do that, yeah,
1: yeah, I but think I should finish that's <laughs> yeah, that that was uh, that was people of earth, uh yeah. the wyatt c x show, uh the alien abduction show on uh, monday july the twenty fourth that got darker than I've, and I'm a dark guy, but that's. Enjoy that. Listen, I, I, Enjoy I've been freaking
0: straight black coffee <laughs> for four days, <laughs> yep. and my internet was down for two and a half of those, so I couldn't masturbate. Oh, I man. am on edge.
1: You got to take care of that. Yeah,
0: I need someone to give me a hand before I kill myself.
1: You got to get on top of that. Yeah. Like you're you're liable to do some some questionable things. Like three, <laughs> three days of being backed up. Yeah, that's
0: Oof. it. I, I feel like like if I get to a week, I'm just gonna start flipping cars outside. Yeah, just Hulk out.
1: You're walking around loaded gun, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the the first movie of the week is Landline. It's a 93 minute run time is a comedy, has a 69 Metascore. Uh, the rundown is in 1995, a teenager living with her sister and parents in Manhattan discovers that her father was having an, an affair. Uh, Jenny Slate, Jay Duplass, Abby Quinn, and John Turturro. Is that the uh, other movie?
0: half of the Duplass brothers? Yes,
1: yes. Yeah. Nice. yeah. Uh, he primarily just writes for the most of the time, but uh, he starred in a few movies. Cool. But uh, Jenny Slate, Jay Duplass, Abby Quinn, and John Turturro. We like John Turturro. Yeah, John yeah, nice. Totoro's dope. Um, the next movie is uh, Girls Trip.
0: You know, can I can I just point out something? You guys are not going to be able to say it, but the Landline poster looks a lot like the La La Land poster.
1: It's hard to tell. Now, you'll you have to see the uh, the color version of it.
0: Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, I mean, like the, like the font. Oh, the font. Yeah, 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 yeah,
1: yeah,
0: yeah. Anyway, go ahead.
1: The, um, the next thing is Girl's Trip. Jonathan, oh, yeah, it does a little bit. Yeah, yeah the font does, yeah. yeah. The, I just um,
0: pointed to a poster of La La Land in my room. Yeah. Anyways, go ahead, Jonathan.
1: Jonathan was telling us about this movie, Girl's Trip. Uh, oh He, he yeah. was comparing it to, um, there was a white version of this. It came out like two weeks ago, whatever, with like white women.
0: With Scarlett Johansson.
1: Oh, was, yeah, yeah, yeah. There it was, it was Night goes. Out, Night Out. Night I Out, think. Night yeah. Out. And Night Out, this is supposed to be like uh, the other version of that. This is a girl's trip. 122-minute runtime is a comedy. Uh, When four lifelong friends travel to New Orleans for the annual Essence Fest, sisterhoods are rekindled, wild sides are rediscovered, and there's enough dancing, drinking, brawling, and romancing to make the Big Easy blush. It's directed by Malcolm D. Lee, stars Regina Hall, Queen Latifah, Jada Pickett-Smith, and Tiffany Haddish. That's I that.
0: have nothing to say about
1: this movie. No, no I don't no. that's not going to be your your that's not your yeah, cup, not of tea. My cup of tea. Like and I'm I'm not going to go to the movie theaters and see this, but it's just like there has to be people like I mean, I guess it's kind of weird cuz we're in America mm-hmm. and you were you were raised in Puerto Rico, but it has to be people that you grew up that aren't americanized whatsoever, but mm-hmm. like they're solely a part of the the Puerto Rican community and right. they never really got americanized that you grew up with that you really really enjoy. Yeah. I would have to think.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's a couple people.
1: Okay, yeah. Because I mean, that's that's with me, like I, growing up in the, the black community, I didn't care anything about anything that wasn't involving black people. Right. So and that came to, to music, any type of entertainment whatsoever. So I was very much drawn to black actors. So Regina Hall, Queen Latifah, Jada mm-hmm. Pickett-Smith, you know, these people like- I love
0: all of those actresses. Like they're great. I've seen their movies.
1: I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But I mean, it's like I, I grew up doing nothing but watching them and, and the things that they do. So even though I'm not interested in these types of movies Mm -hmm. anymore as an adult is still like so part of my childhood that i have to really watch everything they do (laughs) a lot of the time like uh, tyler perry wasn't a part of my childhood don't like those movies not gonna like it never gonna watch them you know but uh but that's that Uh, that's uh, that's girl's trip um i (laughs) seen i seen a um regina regina hall was on a talk show and she said it's rated r with a hard r She's a full frontal, fellatio, um lots of different stuff like that or whatever. So it's like, it's going to be hardcore. So um, be prepared.
0: Oh, shit. Your microphone got unplugged. That's a that's, new one. That's never happened before. No, that has never happened before.
1: Welcome back, Chris. Whoa. <laughs> that was super unusual. But yeah, that's uh, a, <laughs> this is like the, one of the most unusual episodes ever. You know? That's a a girl trip, though. 102, 20-minute runtime is a comedy. (laughs) The next movie is going to be Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets. It's a 137-minute runtime listed as an action-adventure sci-fi. A 48 (laughs) Metascore. Uh, the rundown is a dark force threatens Alpha, a vast <laughs> metropolis, and a home to species from a thousand planets. Special operatives Valerian and uh, Laurenline must race to identify the, mar- <laughs> the marauding menace and safeguard not just Alpha, but the future of the universe.
0: I appreciate your ability to keep a straight face about mm. that. <laughs>
1: The, uh, I, yeah. I seen, have you seen trailers for this the Valerian and uh, the City of a Thousand Planets it's a,
0: it's a rip off of Mass Effect <laughs> that's
1: like, all that it is I, I, the trailer looks so shit <laughs> it's so garbage like I'm not like, and that's you know what what would hurt is I remember being like that shitty movie goer that couldn't tell the difference between a good movie and a bad movie yeah. and what dictated that to me was how flashy it was how many explosions the CGI was like what got me as like a teenager and, a, yeah. and younger and I was in a, I was in a movie watching something and this trailer came up and I heard people behind me oh I can't wait to see that yeah, oh, that looks so good oh my goodness and I'm like okay <laughs> well that's why these movies get made because the, the general public is uninformed
0: some, some people behind me Started saying that when they were watching the the forty seven meters down trailer, mm. and I almost punch him in the face.
1: <laughs> I was like, "No, not watching that. Not watching that."
0: <laughs> that is a that game. I mean, that movie is. A, have you played Mass Effect? No. It's uh it's literally it looks the same. The logo is logo's the same. The the art style is the same. I'll show a picture is, of Mass Effect the game. Is
1: that the one where uh, you're traveling? No, Portal is what I'm thinking about. All right, never mind. No,
0: no, no. This one's uh, Commander Shepard. Okay. So it's, uh, it's I'll show you a picture of like their, their posters, mm. so you can tell. It's just like it's like when you tell your friend, uh, like when you do your math homework. Don't copy my work. Yeah, just uh, make it look a little different, mm-hmm. and then they just like change like three, yeah, things. That's I've what. That seen movie those memes, <laughs> is. It's fucking garbage.
1: But yeah, that's uh, Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets. Um, so don't go watch that. Yeah. Um, last and certainly not least, I've been waiting for this movie for so long. Oh, uh,
0: yeah.
1: So long. And I-, I read some some comments, like, under it, and people aren't, you know, as happy about it as I am. Really? Yeah, like, not reviews, but just people, like, anticipatory uh, people.
0: Uh, you should say the name of the fucking movie. Yeah,
1: That's... I'm gonna get to it. But, yeah. <laughs> <the>, uh, <laughs> uh, this movie is uh, Jonathan and Nolan and Christopher Nolan's uh, first big work since, um... What was the, uh, inter- Interstellar? No, Interstellar. was.
0: It's, ah, fuck, that's right. Interstellar.
1: This movie is Dunkirk. It's a 106-minute run, Tom. Good job, guys. It's an action <laughs> drama history war movie. The rundown is allied soldiers from Belgium, the British Empire, Canada, and France are surrounded by the German, the, the German army and evacuated during a fierce battle in World War II. The director is Christopher Nolan, and the stars Tom Hardy.
0: Tom Hart. See, I I've I've heard critically good things. Like I haven't heard anyone complain about the movie yet, mm-hmm. but I guess people are not excited because it's a war movie. Because it's a
1: war movie. Yeah. yeah. Like uh Tessa, my girlfriend. Like, I was like, hold on, like, you're not gonna go see Dunkirk. Then I I went down the thing. I was like the following Memento, Insomnia, The Prestige, Batman, and Um Batman, Inception. Batman? No, there's only one good Batman That's... as far as I'm concerned. Well, no, two. I'm sorry. Two, I'm sorry, too. Batman yeah. begins Batman and Batman. Dark Knight. Yeah. 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 I kind of I forget about Batman Begins like it's such a good movie and I It
0: is a good movie lot. but it it just happened so soon before Dark Knight that yep. Dark Knight just kind of swallowed it.
1: Yep. <laughs> <laughs> swallowed it whole. But yeah, it was just, it was just wild to me that a director can have that many hits after hit after feel. hit and it's just like he hasn't let me down yet like Interstellar I don't I might look at Interstellar like 2001 20 years like mm-hmm. but I left the theater and I was like this was long and I it was good. You know? That's the thing.
0: Even when Nolan makes a movie that's not a great movie, mm. you can't take away that it's a well-crafted movie.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it really was, and it's just—I I implore everyone to go see *Dunkirk*. I mean, yeah. I, I go see that shit. Like, he hasn't flopped yet. He hasn't flopped, and I'm gonna watch him until he flops.
0: Yeah, *Mementos* was my favorite Nolan movie.
1: Uh, Memento, *Memento*. Yeah, mine may be *The Prestige* prestige
0: oh i forgot he did that one yeah. too that one's really oh, that one's really
1: good that's the uh, the
0: following was also really good that was the one where like was his first movie the black and white one
1: uh that's the following the following yeah, yeah. i love that movie too yeah we did we did an episode on that you guys can go back and listen oh, to the fuck following yeah, i forgot about that. criterion collection
0: <laughs> forgot about that yeah shit that's awesome uh is that everything that's coming out
1: mm-hmm.
0: cool uh man d- yeah d- dunkirk go see it i'm yeah. excited for that the uh, christopher nolan should get support for that shit and uh d- thank you guys for listening to today's episode uh we we'll, we're on itunes podcast app is uh, for film's sake stitcher google play soundcloud and yeah soundcloud those let me start that over we're on twitter at the underscore ffs podcast we're on facebook at the ffs the for yeah the ffs podcast stitcher google play soundcloud and itunes music app uh, uh under the name for film sake And uh,
1: my personal Twitter is Brian Agia. And I'm uh, the Vons, T-H-A underscore V-O-N-Z. And thank you for listening to For Film's Sake. We'll see you next week. Cheers.